another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, the podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm your host, Pat Royce. With me, as always, my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Kath, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Pat. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. I'm in my new state-of-the-art sound booth, um, just with uh, high-tech blankets in a... Uh, in a very sleek and modern bathroom, false old bathroom, but <laughs> yeah, no, um, yeah, just in here, uh, got you know, uh, went back to work today, uh, for the first time in a few weeks, uh, went out in the sun for a few minutes, swung a hammer, uh, promptly left, <laughs> and then, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, other than that man, nothing, nothing new to report, just um, broadcasting live from the end of the world, yeah, doing our best to, yeah, yeah, keep how's, them going how's, insane. Yeah, how's New? How is New York? I I know like we, we sometimes we ask about banal shit at the beginning, like, but like like how's like is it is it back to normal? Is it a ghost town? Is the does Kurt I mean, Russell trying to rescue the president's daughter? What's happening there? <laughs> it's definitely not back to normal, um, but it's like there there are some aspects of it that like seem way more normal than you might expect. I mean, yeah. part of it is that cases are knock on wood like pretty under control here for the time being i'm okay i think everybody's pretty sure it's going to go up again eventually but um people are trying to kind of make the most of the fact that we do get a little bit of a summer without being like super stressed out um so people are hanging out outside and you know my neighborhood is like i would say 85 percent of the people walking around have masks on and like all the businesses have signs that you have to wear a mask and stuff and the only yeah. people i consistently see not wearing masks are teenagers which like yeah we basically like robbed you of your childhood like i can't be too mad that you're, not, <laughs> that you're not wearing masks but like all, yeah, all the adults right. are i mean my neighborhood got hit pretty hard in the first wave so i think that it's like people take it seriously there aren't a lot of people walking around saying it's a hoax or anything you know what i mean that's so, good yeah yeah, so it's like it's definitely not normal because there's like people walking around with masks on and it's like weird and uh, there's like a lot less traffic and all of that stuff. But uh, and like the sub, I, I haven't been on the subway at all, but um, my understanding of it is that the subways are like really empty. Like there's all of that, so it it definitely doesn't feel normal, but it also doesn't feel like it felt at the beginning of the pandemic when like everything was completely closed. Like yeah. people can eat outside and stuff. Like it's yeah, I don't know. It definitely feels a little apocalyptic, but people are trying yeah. to make the best of it before winter, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I was able to get some water for the first time this summer today. Uh, it was a very um, not crowded little creek. It was like me and the dude I was with and like, like three other people, and they were like on the other side of the thing, so we just kind of sat in there. That was fun. I haven't been – yeah, I don't think I, I – yeah, I didn't do anything like summery like that all summer. I didn't do anything yet. Yeah, I mean, you kind of can't now. Like, sorry, Texas yeah, kind of yeah. blew it. You're like, kind of can't do anything now. Uh, yeah, you just man. have to kind of ride it out. But yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. It's you know, I, I mean, I, I don't want to just like what we talk about, you know, but like, what else are we gonna talk about? It's, it's just wild, man. Yeah, Austin, it, it's it's probably a little more popping than it should be. <laughs> um, but it feels like it's light years beyond my hometown, uh, back home in Colleen, like. I have a buddy that's staying with, um, he bought a house and he's staying with a friend of ours. And, um, this was a couple, this was about a month or two ago, but 
he's bought a house. He's waiting for the house to get built, and he's staying uh, with our friends. Like both the families are living together. And I was like, "Damn, it's got to be crazy. Everybody's stuck in there." And he's like, "It's stressful." He's like, "No, bro, we've been having poker games every night. <laughs> he's like oh, no. having people over." And I was like, "No." And he goes, "Well, no, no." And he's like, "If uh, like if they cough, they gotta leave." I was like, "That is the stupidest fucking Dude. thing I've ever heard." <laughs> Well, I hope he's still healthy. Uh, uh, yeah, I, ho- I hope so too. So uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I I, I, I hope <laughs> I hope every podcast the people the host just start off now. They're just like, what, what what's happening, man? Pretty you guys much. dead I yet? Think, yeah. I think that's like pretty normal. I think we all kind of yeah. have to do it. But uh, yeah. but yeah, New York is okay for now. Um, I like I still like it. I like yeah. I really like walking around. I like I like life here even when things are uh shitty and weird and I can't really see my friends. I still like it yeah. here. So, so you probably still got a you got a little like uh, coming back from New Hampshire, you probably got like a little like like a miniature like uh like 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 you had like the rush you get when you first moved to New York. There was it like like a little like a little micro dose of that? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Definitely a yeah. little bit. Um I was definitely happy to be back, but um yeah i mean one thing that makes new york this is my segue one thing that makes new york um (laughs) not great one thing i really don't like about it is um the extreme wealth inequality that is only being exacerbated by the pandemic where rich people are accumulating massive amounts of wealth uh and from poor people who have yeah. basically nothing. Uh, as we're recording this, I think two days ago, Jeff Bezos made $13 billion in one day. Like, that's kind of what's going on. I'm and not going to say, I got into an argument about that with somebody today. I'm not going to say that person was my employer. But, <laughs> like, uh, I was, like, I, yeah. I, it, it's crazy, like, as it moves along, like, the excuses for why it's good are like are, are becoming fewer farther farther and farther between it feels like and like so like I was just you know talking to my my, my probably boss today and he was like yeah like I, it basically it just like his I, he was like you know like this is the right system I was like I don't know man it feels like it kind of crumbled when we needed it and then he was like well I mean it just like he basically got into like like when you talk about a rapper not being good and the person just goes well there's still a bunch of records it's like ah that's not what we're talking about he yeah. just like had like one of those bullshit excuses he's like well. I mean, it is what it is. They're the ones in charge, dude. They call the shots. And I was like, yeah, you're not making any sense anymore. You never were, but you're making less now. Yeah. And, like, uh, that's yeah. not, well, they're in charge is like not a good answer for why they should remain in charge. Like, that's not yeah, a yeah. good <laughs> yeah, 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 justification. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, our story today is about uh, somebody who uh, accumulated an extreme amount of wealth from uh, people who had very little and uh, then disappeared. So. This story there, mm. I, I learned a lot of about this from another podcast where they did like an entire series. So if you're interested in this, um, the series, it was put out by the BBC. It's called The Missing Crypto Queen. And Ooh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened, I listened to like the first, maybe two thirds of the series. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was like all that well put together, but it is, they did really good research and it is a really interesting story. I just wasn't super into the way they presented it. So yeah, hopefully doing that, a story I, that's already a podcast won't be a problem because I, it wasn't like a super compelling podcast. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause I, I, I was like, how did this like slip under my radar? You know what I'm saying? Cause like, I, yeah. I tend to, I tend to be on the lookout for shit like that. And I was just like. Well, this global manhunt and and this yeah 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 this is uh but also I I I also listened to this when I was working at some job that I absolutely hated and I think it all went in one year not the other so this is basically like my first time okay so yeah um this a lot of this reporting comes from the BBC 
and uh, it's about uh, a cryptocurrency scam that happened um, between general. Most of it happened between 2014 and 2017, and um, you know, charges were filed. Like the the person allegedly in charge. We'll get into like who was actually in charge and whether there are other people that should be held responsible for this. But the main yeah. person who who was in charge, there were charges filed against her, and. Um, she has been missing for the last two years and uh, yeah. probably on the run. And uh, yeah, so we know who did it, but she hasn't faced consequences yet. So, and this story, like I, I this was interesting. Cause I, I like, don't, if you say like Bitcoin to me, my eyes glaze over. Like, I don't know what it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, so this was yeah. interesting. Cause I, it helped me sort of learn about what cryptocurrency actually is. So yeah, I was talking to, to a comic here in town that, that does that. And I was like, so you can just wake up one day and like mine for bitcoins and you can start off with nothing and end with bitcoins. He's like, yeah, I was like, I don't, ah, that makes no sense to me. I do not get it, but Hey man, it is what it is. There's a lot of things I don't get. You they do fill, you. Yeah, they D- can isn't fill. Isn't there something where, like, I we didn't get into the mining part in this article, but like, isn't isn't it? Aren't all aren't haven't all the bitcoins like been mined? Like, it's really hard to mine new bitcoins now. It, it, where where are they? Uh, like, where are they mining them at? I like I know it's figurative language, but it's like the whole process of like like I get. A cryptocurrency. I mean, I understand that it's you know it's it's it's, it's Disney dollars essentially, and um, I get that whole part. But the, the weird part of like, like when they're like, oh, we have to mine them. I don't. That doesn't, that doesn't make any fucking sense to me because it, it makes me seem like like there's money in them their hills, and you just go up in these digital hills and you swing your little cyber pickaxe and know the assemblies aren't going to stop. And I just See, like, like I, don't I get... have the I have the opposite problem that. I understand because like that to me, it's like it's basically like a a mechanism to keep the market from being flooded with bitcoins. And I'm assuming it uses some kind of randomization where oh, you run through it... a combination of numbers. And then when you get the right number, you get like a fraction of a bitcoin. Like that's generally okay, how I'm, okay. I'm that's sort of the... guessing that's how it works. But like that to me sort of intuitively makes sense. The yeah. thing that doesn't make sense to me is like. How can you have a currency if no one is insuring the currency? But we'll get yeah, for into some that. Re- for some reason that makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah I get that. <laughs> but it's the part like it feels like they're plucking it out of nowhere. But that makes sense now that you say that. That like there has to be some sort of like regimen so people don't just go in there and like type in one million bitcoins yeah you can't just like it's basically to guard against like inflation like because you can't because there's no regulatory body you can't just like make more bitcoins out of nothing because like there's no one regulating the value of it you know what i mean yeah anyway we're already getting off onto (laughs) rbm had a bitcoin atm in there i think it's still in there and i was just like what are y'all it's out of here yo <laughs> that's like extremely awesome i for a while i dated a guy who worked in tech who uh anytime he bought weed he had to go to a bitcoin atm because he bought weed in bitcoin <laughs> <laughs> and it was a few years ago so at the time the only place in in like central austin that had a bitcoin atm was that um, conspiracy theory bookstore by UT that like Alex Jones gives talks at? That yeah, was like the yeah, only yeah. place you could get Bitcoin. <laughs> and he, yeah, he had to go to the Bitcoin ATM. I, I made fun of him uh, so much. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As you should have. I would love to just like, I would love to like 
go back to just, you know, just, I was go back to like a block of my hometown and just be like, hey, what's up, man? Hey, y'all take Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a very uh, gentrified way to purchase drugs. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> we're not talking about Bitcoin today. We are talking about uh, another cryptocurrency called OneCoin. So, uh, different coin, different, it's entirely different. No, it's totally uh, separate thing. No, but uh, let's get into this. So, um, the, most of this reporting, like I said, comes from the BBC in June of 2016, a 36 year old businesswoman named Ruja Ignatova walked on stage at Wembley arena in front of thousands of adoring fans. She was dressed as usual in an expensive ball gown, wearing long diamond earrings and bright red lipstick. She told the cheering crowd that OneCoin was on course to become the world's biggest cryptocurrency for everyone to make payments everywhere, she said. Social justice oriented. uh, So this was like one thing that I think is really interesting about her like talks about OneCoin is um, she often talks about the quote unquote unbanked, basically people who are living in um, like the third world who don't have access to a bank but who do have like mobile phones and through yeah, yeah. S- through smartphones can bank like on the internet. Yeah. So uh, yeah, there, there, there was a guy in the first world who also is doing the same thing. I'm not going <laughs> to give you his name, but he is on the call. Please, <laughs> please get a bank. Please get your shit together, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just I mean, it works out for me. I got the little I got the the cash app debit card. I got all my all my little. All my little zip zap zops will be sending money back and forth, you know. All so, right, I mean, it's quaint. It's quaint. It's quaint, I guess, is one word for it. Uh, but but you were like the prime customer she was talking about. She just assumed yeah. based on your banking habits that you lived in like Uganda, because that's what they oh, yeah, do yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. On, on paper, yeah. <laughs> on paper, I, I I don't look like I'm from America. <laughs> So, yeah, like this was kind of her idea it was like, this is going to be a global cryptocurrency for use in places where people have the Internet, but don't have like secure financial institutions to bank yeah. with. So it had. Yeah, it had kind of this like social justice focus to it. Like I listened to some clips of her basically giving these TED talks and these like evening wear ball gowns. It's like very yeah. weird but yeah i heard she's like she was like because I, I again I, I was just listening to the podcast I, I didn't look up any of the stuff but i heard she's like 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 really pretty but like i, I don't know like, like like almost like um like statuesque pretty like like she'd be coming out wearing like like overdressed almost kind of oh yeah super overdressed like she's very yeah. pretty but she's wearing she's literally wearing a ball gown to give this talk like <laughs> just in a ball gown like a walgreens <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're going to talk a little bit about like what, uh, what a cryptocurrency is. So we get the, we, we can understand like why this cryptocurrency is, uh, so stupid. So, yeah. um, obviously like the first and best known cryptocurrency is Bitcoin. Um, it's rise in value from a few cents to hundreds of dollars per coin by mid 2016 had given rise to a frenzy of excitement among investors. Cryptocurrency as an idea was just entering the mainstream. Lots of people were looking to get involved in this strange new opportunity. Uh, one coin, Dr. Ruja told the Wembley audience, was the quote, Bitcoin killer. In two years, she said, nobody will speak about Bitcoin anymore. <laughs> she like she was like, this is going to be the thing. Like, she's yeah. super excited about it. She's like, this is, and we're going to do it by, like, offering this to people who don't have the opportunity to invest, you know? So yeah, yeah. 
she had a ton of people like this is June 2016 and already tons and tons of people all around the world are investing in, in one coin. Uh, documents that were leaked to the BBC showed that British people spent almost $30 million on one coin in the first six months of 2016. Uh, <laughs> $30 million rate- on one coin? <laughs> Sorry, I, I apologized last time. I just had to get it off. Gotta get yeah, it out. Yeah. <laughs> so, for one coin between August 2014 and March 2017, which is like mostly the period we're going to be talking about, uh, one coin, uh, people invested over 4 billion euro in one coin across the world Ooh. everywhere pakistan brazil hong kong norway canada yemen uh uganda which this the article i read we won't get into it here but the article i read um talked a lot about people in uganda who um invested in this so yeah, I mean, there's something a little heartwarming when the whole world is just dumb together I, I, yeah. I, 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 it, it shows me up a little i get a little verklempt it tra- it transcends boundaries you know yeah, yeah. being being <laughs> yeah. scammed yeah, it's just like the like I don't know, like the end of Independence Day, but everybody's just being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so again, like now we're gonna kind of get into like how a cryptocurrency actually works. So, like this is a super super oversimplification, um, but it basically uh, what happens is like like any other kind of money like money is only valuable because people have decided that it has value and so that's why like the bank of england which this article is from the bbc so they talk about like when when the bank of england like issues notes and coins and everything they're saying like we we the bank of england the like national bank have declared this piece of paper to be worth this amount so that's like how not only banking works, that's how like money works. That's how value works. So like for a really long time, people have tried to create some kind of money that was independent from a state backed currency. (coughs) I'm so sorry. That was a loud cough. I probably fucked it up. I'll just cut it out. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I was was making note of it. So so, like people have tried to create uh, a form of currency that is like totally independent the problem with that is that you need some somebody or something to ensure that it will be worth something when uh, it's time for you to exchange it for goods and services. So yeah. that's the problem. Like you, you, if you don't have the backing of a state, historically the issue has been like no one will trust you enough to declare your money to be valuable. Yeah. So, like they 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 would always need somebody who is in charge of like uh, supply and demand. Like I said, like not issuing too much uh currency and like deflating its value um you need somebody to police forgery like that's a big problem with an independent currency yeah. is you have no regulatory body to um enforce uh like counterfeit and stuff like that so the reason like, oh, I got fake bitcoin it's just like a fucking like a text message like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you have one bitcoin like, yeah, oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well no well, so back, this... i'll send you more bitcoin <laughs> So this actually was super helpful for me because like I, this was a word I never understood and now I understand it. The reason that Bitcoin works and the reason that they are able to say that a Bitcoin is worth money is because of something called the blockchain, which is another word that I hear and my brain immediately turns off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But now, Uh, uh, oh, go ahead. 
Also, you never had a you've never had a, 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 a gentleman at the bar like explain Bitcoin loudly into your ear while music's playing. <laughs> it's or just not Bitcoin it, blockchain. Really, it goes completely in one ear and out the other. Like I have no idea what it is. I I just. Yeah. <laughs> but now I do. This article has explained it to me. So hell yeah. Basically, shout like, out to articles. <laughs> so basically, a blockchain. Uh, this article says it's basically like a, a book. So uh, everyone who owns a Bitcoin has an independent but identical copy of this book. And every time a Bitcoin is sent from one person to another person, a record of that transaction goes into everybody's book. So everybody, even though they these copies of the blockchain are all independent, they all get updated uh, with the record of like every transaction of this currency. So yeah. The way that this works is like it, a, block, a blockchain is unalterable. So e- not even the person who invented the blockchain can change it. Um, okay. It's like very complicated how this all works, but it basically means like because because of this security and because of the way that this all get all of these transactions get encoded everywhere, it means that um, you can't forge a Bitcoin. Uh, you can't hack a Bitcoin and you can't double spend it. You can't like overextend your budget. Um, yeah, yeah. So like that makes it an extremely secure currency. Um, this is like why cryptocurrency works. And before they had blockchain, it never would work because nobody trusted like what it was. So yeah, yeah. That is I- the boring part of this article out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I. I I'm on board. I got to understand. Yeah, bl- blockchain. G- glad I cleared that up. Um, I, <laughs> Do you yeah, kind I, of get what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Okay. Like the blockchain. <laughs> the blockchain is the ledger. The ledger that everybody has that yeah. that's updated. It's it. Yeah, and so it's, you can see. So so if homeboy's saying like, uh, "Yo, I got I, I got 70 bitcoins right now," and you're like, "Well, let me go ahead and check this blockchain," and it's like, "Hold up, screw you! Don't have 70 bitcoins because you know you you can." You can verify, uh, you know, um, things to be true in order to make financial decisions regarding your yeah. cryptocurrency. Yeah. And it's like you don't verify it. It's like the computer verifies it for you. Yeah. So it's like all very easy and, and automated and everything. But I haven't so verified the- anything in years. It's just <laughs> been computers. I, I, yeah, I don't know why I'm here anymore. So the person who wrote the article said, like, the way that they tested out this explanation is they called their mom and, like, explained this all to their mom. And they like workshopped this explanation over and over again, and their mom was still like, "I'm sorry, I don't get it. I've I tried my best. So if you don't get it, don't worry, you will still understand most of this article." Yeah, it's like, it's like a million stand-up videos I'm trying to show my mom of like other comics. She's like, "I'm sorry, I just don't understand why that's appealing." <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand fundamentally what you like about any of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's a cryptocurrency. Uh, and this one was like Dr. Rouge's baby and her kind of genius was that she was going to market it to everybody. So, um, sounds like Bold a nice move. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got this product, but I'm going to market it. Get this to everyone. I can. <laughs> everyone. Like, Whoa, buddy. Yeah. Genius strategy. Yeah. Well, no, I can imagine with something like something like, um, you know, just as, um, dumb as a cryptocurrency i can imagine just like you 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 could only pitch it to you know you you'd market it to uh people who you think could afford it you know i, I couldn't see that happening this was this was for everybody so 
unfortunately, there are some issues here. So the the first person to kind of discover this uh, was, was this blockchain expert named Bjorn Berkey, who in early October 2016, so this is several months after uh, Dr. Ruja was talking at Wembley Stadium in the ball game, yeah. and a few years after OneCoin's launch, um, this guy, uh, Bjorn Berkey, gets a call uh, with a job offer. And the job offer is to uh, be the chief technical officer of a cryptocurrency startup uh, from Bulgaria. So it was a super cushy job offer. Uh, he was going to get an apartment and a car in so the Sofia, the capital of Bulgaria. Uh, yeah. The uh, salary was like 250,000 pounds, like very, very cushy job. Yeah. Um, and he's like, wow, that sounds really interesting. Uh, what like tell Kath? me more about this company what what would my job be and uh hey, Kath, the person offering hmm? I, I i lost you but if, it wasn't for very long so you can just edit me out I, but or, or, or what'd you say i'm sorry i lost you from uh, the bulgaria and sofia the capital okay um yeah it's just a super cushy job he was gonna get an apartment and a car and uh nice. just like yeah all, all the works so he's Are like they still hiring <laughs> uh we'll get we'll get into that actually they yeah, they yeah, may yeah. very well be hiring um sweet you just hear me typing away on linkedin when you're doing <laughs> so um he's like this sounds like a really cushy job uh what what's the deal with this company what am i what would i do for them and the person offering him this job says well first of all they need a blockchain uh they don't have a blockchain and he was like wait i thought it was a cryptocurrency company and yeah. he's like, yeah, it is. Um, it's been running for a while, but uh, they don't have a blockchain, and they need you to build them one. And he's yeah, like, like hey, you know, no, you go ahead. I was like, like hey, man, you want, a, you want a job selling drugs? Like, yeah, I'll do that. Like, cool. You got to bring your own drugs. Like, do you have drugs? <laughs> like, I thought y'all were selling drugs. I like, thought that was, like, <laughs> the entire product. No? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So obviously this company turned out to be one coin and he was like, wow, uh, no, thank you. Like that sounds like a nightmare. They're, yeah. they're lying basically. Yeah. Like that's what I like, learned from this is that they're lying. Like none coin. <laughs> exactly. That's what it Did should you say be called, that? Man. I hope you said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stand up at Wembley stadium. Like you want to call one coin or none coin is getting dragged out of the stadium. So we'll, we'll get back to the whole blockchain thing, but now we're going to switch to um, the experience of someone who invested in, in OneCoin. Uh, this woman's name is Jen McAdam. She's uh, from Glasgow, Scotland, and um, she uh, received a message from a friend one day about an amazing investment opportunity, which uh, always ignore if a friend yeah. messages yeah. you about an investment opportunity. Um, I but I just only become friends with people who I have zero faith in, and it just stops me from ever being tricked into anything. I just, right? Like, yeah. Just I, don't be I, don't be friends with trustworthy people, and you'll never be put in this position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, thank you. Uh, yeah, people people have mocked the way I've lived my life, but uh, who who is not uh, in debt to one coin? Me, the guy with no bank. <laughs> just look you live in austin i know some really good credit unions like you don't have to use a shitty bank pat i want to help you out yeah yeah no i i, I it's fine I like uh yeah i i have my you know i have my ways <laughs> like, I, getting, <laughs> things get done you know? we, don't, we don't need to disclose our financial situations right now it's fine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. not on this episode <laughs> um 
but yeah, so she gets this uh, this message from her friend. She ends up attending this webinar about OneCoin. And uh, for the next hour, she listens to people talk enthusiastically about this exciting new cryptocurrency and how it could transform her fortunes. She said all of them were really full of passion, like very high tempo, very, uh, you know, peppy, super enthusiastic. Uh, She said, like, the vibe was basically like, you're so lucky that you're seeing this webinar right now. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I I, we're going to talk about how how this intersects with like multi-level marketing stuff because it definitely I was going to say yeah yeah that, that, that was like it had that written all over it just <laughs> Yeah, anytime somebody's like wow, you are so lucky to be giving yeah. you money. Like don't give them money. That's like I'm going to go such... yeah. I'm going to go back there and my and my my boss, he's going to punch me right in the face for telling you about this. He is furious. He's <laughs> spitting mad back there. Yeah. Dude, I had an older family relative, an older family member um, who was wrapped up in a, in a multi-level marketing scam. And, um, oh God, it was so sad. He was, like, telling me, like, about the, uh, it's about, like, you know, the culture there behind it. And he was, like, I guess, like, the guy who's, like, the, the golden boy, the guy who makes all his money a year or whatever, who does, like, the, the motivational speeches and stuff. And he goes, yeah, they say, it was my very thick French Canadian accent. He goes, they say when you, he said, when you hit the certain level, they buy you a Lincoln. He said, I'm not a Lincoln guy, but if they buy me a Lincoln... I'll drive a Lincoln. And he was telling me this. Like, I was just like supposed to be like, oh, okay. Oh, I was like, dog, you're... nobody's getting a Lincoln, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. That's just not, that's not happening. Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, like definitely that vibe uh, from, yeah. from these people. Uh, they talk, they like super talk up not only the investment opportunity, but also this woman, Dr. Ruja, who's like in charge of everything. Um, they make a really big deal about like, how she's like this amazing genius she went to oxford um she has a phd she uh worked for they tout the fact that she worked for um this consulting company called mckinsey which is where pete Buttigieg worked which i think is very interesting because we will get into like mckinsey and the cia have a lot of ties to one another like the cia has hired mckinsey to like consult for them there's been a there's just like if somebody works for mckinsey it's like a little bit suspicious like that's all that's all i'm saying like and i (laughs) i don't want to get too conspiracy minded that's not what this podcast is for but uh i was just like oh okay noted that this uh scammer worked for mckinsey all right yeah How far off do you think we are from the Pete Buttigieg uh, cryptocurrency butt coin? Ooh, <laughs> butt coin? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be boot coin, but we all know what it says. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they, like, play up this woman, and she's, like, she's so smart, and she's so glamorous, and, and there's kind of, like, this girl boss thing, too, like, this woman power element to it. Oh, um, man. Yo, shout out to anybody, like, if, if you if you are a strong, independent, but largely unskilled woman out there running a girl boss scheme right now, and you're in way over your head, shout out! I just like, <laughs> thank you for doing what you do. Yeah. So we we can do what we do when you yeah, fail. Like, like thank you. Yeah, I'm sure there 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 there's a, a a multitude of women at all all levels of of economy and business that are doing great things. But you know, just because of the current trend, I know there's somebody out there who's riding a girl boss wave, and they are just in way over their head. And yeah, like I said, just keep it up. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> No question. So, um, you know, this webinar is extremely convincing to uh, to Jen. She's like, she's all in. Um, she decided she wanted to invest a uh, thousand euro. Um, 
it, it was easy. You purchase one coin tokens. Those uh, tokens generate coins. So no mining with, with one coin. It's just buy you buy your... I'm imagining like Chuck E. Cheese paper tickets. Like I know that's <laughs> yeah. how it is, but that's what I'm imagining. Uh, no mine. Thank God. Cause I tell you, I am sick of just wasting my days away just mining Bitcoins. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's all I do these days. So, um, yeah, you like you, you buy them and then you watch... you put them in your account and then you check the uh the value of one coin and lo and behold like the one the value of one coin is just going up and up and up uh so she like she sees how much she's um making she invests more and more money um and then she starts uh convincing her friends and family to also invest money because she's like look how much i'm making um like yeah and and again i i think this goes without saying but um if you ever find yourself somewhere where, where like the multi-level marketing scam you're in is actually showing you results, see if you can liquidate it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. go. Oh, okay. Can I? Can I? Can I leave the table? And, yeah, and then see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Because the thing with OneCoin was you. She she couldn't use it anywhere. There was no ability to withdraw it and convert it to currency yet. They were like, "That's coming," <laughs> but right now we're just investing it and. Uh, you know, like, oh, yeah. yeah. And, so and, and now I, I wonder if, if that investment phase, is that uh, crucial to the starting of other cryptocurrencies? Like, like, like it was there a, a point where like Bitcoin wasn't as like it was traded. It was just it was invested in. Or is this like is this something that like makes about as much sense as like, you know, like uh, like like like. Uh, tits on a bull or whatever like it's just to make like like why would there be this phase of cryptocurrency i i i don't know the article talks about that but i'm just curious i think i think it does make some sense in the sense that like again in order for something to have value you need a lot of people to be invested in it having value so like i do like when bitcoin started you couldn't use bitcoins for anything because nobody nobody could like establish what a bitcoin was worth and then once enough people had invested in it you could start using it so i think to some extent this is normal but the fact that it was like exponentially rising with no ability to withdraw it like that to me seems suspicious so i think if it's like relatively stable and it's just getting off the ground that's one thing but this is like several years in and this the value is going up and up and up and that's suspicious so I, I, I just want to get my facts straight because uh, uh, every Thursday night, me and the tough guys in the neighborhood hang out and talk Bitcoin. And yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm, I'm making it all up. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you, you don't want them to find out yeah. that you don't know your. I just want to kick down the Bitcoin club. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I like to belong. So she gets her uh, family and friends to invest uh, almost a quarter of a million uh, oh, euro. Oh, no. So, no, no, yeah. no, girl. No good. Um, yeah. If you're so, out but, there and you're gonna invest in something stupid, just pay my rent and think about what you've done. <laughs> but the thing is, like, the money is going up. Like, she's seeing this huge return on yeah. her money. So she's like, "Great, I did great. Like, I'm yeah, I'm gonna start yeah, planning yeah. my vacations, whatever." Um, uh, and that just, that just sucks because, like, I like I know what it's like to be in in a situation where you're waiting for money to come or know somebody who is waiting for money to come, whether they they got mineral rights in their land or somebody died and they're hearing money. Like that time leading up to that payout is so important, and if you're in dire financial dire financial straits, you start 
leveraging things against this supposed payout yeah. down the road, you know? Yeah. And, and whether it be financial or just emotional, like you're making yourself mm-hmm. feel good, you're sitting there at night, you're like, oh man, it's gonna be so much easier when XYZ happens. And like, it, you know, it, it doesn't happen. And that's like, it's beyond just the fiscal loss. It's like that that sense of security you had is just, is just snap. It's just gone. Like, you're just like, oh shit, this whole thing that I was keeping creditors at bay with or, you know, incurring, like, getting a family member to loan me money because this was going to happen and it doesn't happen. It's just so devastating. Yeah. I mean, it, you're, it's, it's almost like you lose the money twice, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really bad, but she wasn't really doing that so much. She was more just like fantasizing about like, oh, of, when she gets of, this money, which is oh, the course, fun it, part. Yeah, but like even that, you know, it's 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 like like you're, you're, she's fantasizing, but it's like I mean I fantasize about having money all the time, but like when you're fantasizing with that like that, like where, where you're like is that is it her? It probably wasn't fantasizing. It was just planning, you know, like yeah, like like it probably felt like a very concrete thing to her, and that just that yeah. sucks. And so this all kind of came crashing down when um, near the end of the year uh, she was contacted by just a stranger on the internet. Uh, it, the stranger ended up, he was this guy named Timothy Curry, who's a, just like a cryptocurrency advocate, which I guess just means like one of those guys who talks about blockchain at the bar. Um, (laughs) but he, like, he figured out that one coin was a scam and was trying to warn people. So he, like, he, he emailed, uh, this woman, Jen McAdam, they ended up having a conversation on, on Skype and it basically turned into just them shouting at each other because like she didn't want to believe that this was fake and he's like it's a complete scam like it's a absolute uh you know complete fabrication so um it's like a it's like a rude awakening but um this guy tim curry keeps set not the tim curry but you know (laughs) it's not (laughs) every time my ears perked up i was like what (laughs) (laughs) um so, like, he starts sending her all this info about cryptocurrency and how it actually works and, uh, you know, what, what makes it valuable and everything. And uh, he told her, he explained to her, like, what a blockchain was and everything and then dropped the bomb that OneCoin did not have one, that there was no blockchain. Um, it took McAdams three months to go through it all, but questions were starting to form. So it, like, kind of started sinking in after a few months. Uh, yeah. She started asking the leaders of her OneCoin group if there was a blockchain. At first, she was told it was something she didn't need to know. But when she persisted, <laughs> she finally got the truth in a voicemail in April 2017. So she's like... Yeah, if, if, something you don't need to know. If you, man, if, if I got $5 invested in something, I need to know every detail about that thing. <laughs> like, yeah, there's nothing you can convince me that I don't need to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where are you going with my five dollars? When will my five dollars be back? You know, things <laughs> like that. So, um, she finally does get somebody to cop to what's going on in a voicemail, and uh, the quote basically says, uh, the, "The voicemail says, okay, Jen, they don't want to disclose that kind of information just in case something goes wrong, uh, where the blockchain is being held. <laughs> just uh, in case something goes wrong, unlike now, in which it's all going right. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah." Uh, so they say, like, it's our blockchain technology, an SQL server with a database. So an SQL server is not a blockchain. Like, they basically just, they're like, yeah, our blockchain. Our, yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. that's not what that means. Those are not what those words mean. So an SQL server database is not a blockchain because the manager of the database can just go in and change stuff. 
So there's no uh, like automation or security to it. Um, and McAdams at this point already knew this because she'd like figured out, uh, you know, through Curry, like what an SQL yeah. server was and stuff. And so when they say our blockchain technology is an SQL server, she's like, oh, fuck, I just lost uh, a lot of money. Yeah, um, it, it, it's, it's like I, I wonder what like is, would it be like if I was like, yeah, I have a car. It's my microwave. Is it that far off or is it just yeah. like, is it complete gibberish? It's pretty far off. It's yeah, oh, I would say God. our car is a microwave is, is a good analogy. So basically what it means is <laughs> the values that she's seeing when she goes to the OneCoin website to check the value of OneCoin those numbers are just manually typed into a computer by someone who works at OneCoin. It's not like <laughs> determined by any sort of. It's just some Bulgarian man. He's like, on Tuesdays I like to type in a lot of ones and sevens, and on Thursday <laughs> I switch to three and five. I like to, uh, you know, I like to do my own little spin on the numbers. Occasionally that... I put an ampersand. <laughs> That's like basically what's happening. So she's like, oh fuck, like I <laughs> fucked up really bad. Eastern Bloc man with like a fucking hat full of numbers, and he's just pulling piece of paper out he's like seven <laughs> <laughs> yeah he just has like a bingo cage and he's yeah, just rolling yeah. it he's having a great time he just goes to bingo and uses those numbers and also plays bingo <laughs> <laughs> two birds one stone baby <laughs> so like she's figured out what's going on but uh there are very few other people who had invested in one coin had figured this out because Again, like us, a lot of people hear cryptocurrency and blockchain and think, cool, money, uh, yeah. and they don't really know what, what's up. So, like, they're still, like, really into this because there's this yeah. really smart, charming woman who's in, in charge of it. She's, like, traveling the world, getting new investors. Yeah. Uh, she, like, Dr. Ruja, the, the um, head of this company, is, like, she buys, like, a huge house in Sofia, the capital of Bulgaria, she buys a vacation house on the Black Sea. Uh, she's throwing parties on her yacht. Um, you know, like, pop stars are performing for her. Like, it's this very, yeah. uh, you know, rarefied air, like, is, fancy is there a, shit. Is there a rock star equivalent, like, in the... Like, it feels like like a, a good way to, like, to be able to look out for a scam is, like, not not only to look at, like, what the other, like, uh, like the other... The thing that you're... The thing that the product is purporting to be. Look at the things that it you know, doesn't have that the other products do, but also look at the things that it has that the other products don't. Like, I don't know if there's like this, this like glitzy, like, you know, glamorous, like uh rock star at the center of like Ethereum or Bitcoin, you know? Like, yeah, no, I think yeah. the person who invented, I think the creator of Bitcoin is anonymous. I might be wrong about that, but I think their, I think their identity has not been revealed. Yeah. Like, I it's hope they don't, a very different saying, vibe. I've been saying it's me at bars, so <laughs> I, I, I hope that's true. It'd be really embarrassing if, if yeah. I got caught. <laughs> hey, Pat Sorois, inventor of Bitcoin, actually. Inventor yeah, of that's Bitcoin. A, that's what I do. I, I also work construction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why you don't have a bank, because it's all in Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all, I've got a bunch of Bitcoin shut up my mattress, man. Come on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, everything seems good, but obviously there is uh, some trouble afoot. Um, the biggest thing that people were getting antsy about, as I said, was uh, the opening of the long-promised exchange that would allow one coin to be turned into cash kept being delayed, and investors were growing more and more concerned. Um, uh, yeah, man. I th what, imagine just like the, the frustration of receiving that email, like like a, you know that you 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 email them, they couldn't respond, and you followed up, and it's another thing, and it just keeps getting delayed. Like that's, you know, it's got to be one of the most stressful feelings in the world. Yeah, and. 
like it really came to a head because this is like f- kind of four years after um, it launched and they still are not able to, to liquidate. And, um, you know, like they keep getting excuse after excuse. Finally, allegedly, this was all going to be resolved at uh, a big uh, OneCoin conference in Lisbon, Portugal in late 2017. And uh, Dr. Ruja was going to come speak and they were going to figure out uh, all of this stuff. And uh, at when she was allegedly en route to this concert, or sorry, this, uh, th- uh, what, what's the convention? Um, yeah. When she was en route to this convention, she disappears. Nobody knows where she goes. She doesn't show up in Lisbon. Everybody who works with her is like, she told us she was on her way. We don't know what's going on. The head office doesn't know what's going on. She's just completely disappeared. So, um you know, there's a bunch of rumors like the true believers are are saying that she's been killed or kidnapped by the banks who don't want to see a <laughs> cryptocurrency succeed. Like all this, you know. Yeah, that's 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 what happened. Very <laughs> very culty, you know. Like, yeah. oh yeah, she she was too powerful. The government had to take yeah. her out. That kind of it's stuff. It's like that. It's like the thing with conspiracy thought, where like uh, any evidence against. You know the conspiracy is now part of the conspiracy. Like it, yes. you know, it's it, it, it's yeah, it's like like oh yeah, you know she didn't steal our money. The bank stole her. You know exactly. Yeah, like yeah. rationalizing all this stuff about it. Um, yeah. But she so she's gone. Um, there are some FBI records uh, that when she was finally charged uh, were presented in court that show um, that two weeks after she didn't show up in Lisbon, um, she flew from Sofia, Bulgaria to Athens, Greece. And then she just totally disappeared and uh, nobody knows where she is. So, uh, you know, not that suspicious, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Definitely want to invest in a cryptocurrency headed by a person who disappears right before they were about to explain everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, things disappear on airplanes. I've lost an iPad, headphones. Yeah, yeah, international uh, cryptocurrency queen. And it's like really crazy when you think about how much money is actually in this currency. Um, They think it's at least 4 billion euro, like I said, but um, it may be as much as 15 billion, which is crazy. Um, Oh, man. And it's really hard to figure out like how this company is run because it's all shell companies and uh, like, you know, LLCs and all this stuff that, um, that people like criminals, organized crime and billionaires use to obscure how much money they actually have. Like that's really what's going on here. Um, The, the corporate structure of OneCoin is like crazy. Like here, this is an example from the article of, how just one purchase uh, was made for Dr. Ruja. So her house in Sofia, Bulgaria, um, she bought this like multi-million dollar house in in the middle of in the middle of the city. Uh, technically, this house was owned by a company called One Property. One Property was owned by another company called Risk Limited. Risk Limited was owned by Dr. Ruja, but was then transferred to some unnamed Panamanian Panamanians. People from Panama. That's what I'm trying to say. Just some random Panamanians. Random Panamanians. Random Panamanians. Very fun to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it gets transferred to the Panamanians, uh, but it but that company that was transferred to them was managed by another company called Paragon, and Paragon was owned by, by another company. <laughs> yeah. 
There's like four more levels to this. It's like Paragon was owned by a company called Artifix. Artifix was owned by Ruja's mother. And then in 2017, the ownership of Artifix was sold to an unknown man in his 20s. So there's like, I think there were like six or seven shells in that succession of shells to own her house. I was like, it's an investor meeting and it's just like people just constantly pulling off masks and fake wigs and shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I am the head investor. It's just, just, no one knows who it is. It's just, it's just a bunch of people. They each have like one piece of paper and then they just all keep switching them around, <laughs> like around the table just constantly yeah, yeah, for like yeah, two yeah. hours. And they're like, okay, and time. And then that's yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> and that's who owns the company now. Yeah. So it's like it's crazy, but also um, the the authors of this article talked to this guy Oliver Bullo, who's like an, an financial forensic financial expert. Which like that's a really interesting field. This like financial forensics, where you basically investigate how people uh, have their finances, yeah, like tied I, I, up. I'm, Super interesting. Yeah, I'm rewatching The Wire right now, and, mm-hmm. and uh, when Lester Freeman is talking about, it, he's like, you know, you follow drugs, you get drug dealers, you follow money, you don't know where it's gonna go. You know, yeah, That's, man, yeah. follow yeah. the money, baby. Uh, <coughs> but yeah, they make it really hard to follow the money. So yeah, there were like a bunch of people working on this. Yeah, this guy uh, Oliver Bullo, who studies this stuff, was basically like, this is actually very standard for um, extremely rich people and criminals, which. Why, why say the same thing twice, honestly? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to make, make that sentence a little more efficient. We just got to knock out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was this like French guy who was uh, trying to figure this stuff out, um, trying to trying to follow the money. Uh, We're good people. <laughs> <laughs> um, like they one thing this french guy notices i guess for, through the benefit of being french he no, he notices yes. things that the british guy doesn't notice which is the fact that a lot of the companies are themselves british um they're incorporated in english <laughs> sacre bleu he was heard saying <laughs> <laughs> well it's kind of an interesting situation because um it's apparently very easy to set up a company in england but they carry a lot a, a company incorporated in england uh, carries a lot lo- more legitimacy than like a company incorporated in like the she- Seychelles or like Nevis yeah, or something yeah, or like yeah, yeah. one of those places that's known for shell companies and stuff. So um, like this has been the case for a really long time and the UK has recently passed um, some bills that are supposed to make this harder and make it make people more accountable. Um, there's yeah. a, a clause that says that you have to say um, like who has, quote, significant control of the company, even if it's in someone else's name. Um, but, like, uh, yeah. but very, very few uh, people enforce this because yeah, yeah, yeah. there's all this... Uh, I, I'm sorry also, to get... Yeah, they, they, no, they would have got me. They would have been like, who has control of the company? I'm like, damn it. I'm like, okay, it's this lady. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are fucking good. Right. It's like, oh, there's a place on the form. I guess this scheme isn't yeah, going to yeah, work. Yeah, Fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I wonder like, how many kids just can't get into porn sites because it's like, are you 18? You're like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Maybe, can I still come? Fine. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Foiled again. Yeah, let's go draw boobs somewhere and look at those. But it's like, they don't even need to bother with lying because nobody even checks. Like, they check yeah. on these shell companies and they just left everything blank. And, like, everyone was fine with it. Like, they just didn't put <laughs> anyone's name. And it's like, this is technically illegal, but also... Yeah. 
no one gives a fuck because it's money. And so everybody gets rich and nobody looks at this because no one yeah. gives a shit. I feel like at the time when my license was suspended and I went to go buy a car and uh, I was like, oh, man, it's going to get to that part where they talk about insurance and, 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 uh, and buying the car. And I'm like, I got to go, oh, my, I, you know, my, my license is suspended. Because that's, 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 why I, I had, that's why I had waited a couple months to buy one because I was like, I got to get this shit taken care of. Because in my head, I was like, you can't buy a car without a license. False wrong <laughs> like, yep. I, just, like, I walked i walked to this dealership and i was like talking to him talking to him i told much money i had to put down and they're like yeah it's good i was like yeah yeah and then uh finally they were like you want to take it on a test drive and that's why i was like all right guys gotta bring it to you i don't have a driver's license and like almost in unison the office was like that doesn't matter <laughs> like, <laughs> say no more please stop talking yeah, 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 yeah. do not tell us why you don't have a license yeah yeah Please take this car and get the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Say less. Just yeah, buy yeah. this. Uh, but yeah, so there, there's like tons and tons and tons of money uh, tied up in this stuff. And it it's so much money. And it's like in such a this like interconnected global web of like assets and allocations and like all this stuff. Um and so it, it starts to seem very likely that there is more than just this woman involved. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of the people who criticized it seem, like, very uh, tight-lipped about who they think might be behind all of this. So, like, that guy, Bjorn Berkey, who was the one who discovered that it didn't have a blockchain, uh, he, he said, uh, if I knew what I would have to go through, I would have never blown the whistle on this company. I would have just turned my back and walked away. He's gotten, oh, wow. he's gotten death threats. Uh, he like, yeah, his life's been threatened. He's like very freaked out. And, uh, this reporter asks him like, who do you, who is threatening you? And he says like, I can't talk about it. It's like Jesus very scary. Christ. Um, so, uh, like, I, sh- I, I shouldn't be like, I, I like, like, Technically, a criminal from any part of Europe should be as scary to me as any other criminal from any other part of Europe. But I don't know, man. East, like, I don't know. Is this racist? Can I say Eastern Europeans? Eastern Europeans criminals just seem way scarier to me. You know what? And if that gets me canceled, so be it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like, I think it's because, like, the mafia has such a, like, as Americans, we have kind of an affection for it because, like, so much, um, like, important American film is about the mafia and so we like like yes a lot of that film is about how the mafia is scary but it's not the same as like yeah you don't think it's it's like we have like a fondness for it that we don't have for like bulgarian mobsters like yeah 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 yeah. i i got i got scared hearing you say bulgarian mobster i looked over my shoulder and i'm in the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) so this guy who's being threatened, like, he, he has kind of a hypothesis about this. He thinks that um, Dr. Ruja probably never wanted this to get as big as it did. Um, because, yeah. like, the bigger it gets, the more scrutiny you have. Um, and that she probably tried to close it down, but whoever was behind it uh, wouldn't let her. So yeah. he says, once one coin was running above 10 million, 20 million, 30 million, something happened where she was unable to stop it. I think she was so scared in the fall of 2017 that she decided to skip town. So, like, he thinks she might have been running at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is, again, like, we're talking... We're, basically, the implication here is that it's um, 
some kind of Eastern European organized crime, which again, this person has ties to a CIA uh, ally in McKinsey. Like the whole thing is just like very interesting to me. That's again, no conclusions, but like, huh? All right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, there's like, People, people re- start to slowly realize um, that they've been scammed uh, when, when she skips town, but there were still, like, a lot of true believers, like, people who um, were, like, had completely bought into this hook, line, and sinker um, because they were sold it like an MLM. Like, it's the same, like, it was, like, a lifestyle, it was a family, and that's kind of how they ended up getting so many people was... Um, Dr. Ruja started making inroads with people who were already successful in multi-level marketing and had them market one coin to their downlines. So yeah, yeah, like damn, yo, that's that's crazy and just it fucked up to think that like someone's like their downline, like their customer base, they could just take them from company to company. It's like you know, like hey, last week I was selling you Tupperware, this week it's cryptocurrency, and you guys yeah. are gonna follow me everywhere. Oh man, cults of personality are insane. Yeah, it's it's insane and it's it totally just like plays into all of these psychological tricks that have worked since the beginning of time just like this sunk cost thing this like personal relationship um the the mlm guy that they talked to in this article is a he's a real character um yeah he's he made like he was making two million dollars a month at one point um just in one coin is he the polish guy that's just like over the top in every way yeah, he's um I I don't know if he's Polish. His name's Igor Roberts. He's like a he's super Euro trash. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, I guess that's what yeah, I you know, uh that that <laughs> that's the he had something going on. I love that Igor Roberts. It's just like two like names that sound like they're from vastly different parts of the continent. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, that's um Yeah, man, what a world. Uh that's <laughs> and, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, mean, I was trying to think. Yeah, I remember the Igor. I now I feel like my my mind's blending between Tiger King personalities. Never mm, mind. I apologize. He's a little bit Tiger Kingish. He's like a European Tiger King. I could see that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like they uh this like cult expert who's talking to this reporter about this says uh, when the prophecy fails, they believe more strongly, particularly if you have invested something not only money but belief, reputation, intelligence. You think wait just a bit longer. Um. Money might push some people to invest in the first place, but the sense of belonging, of doing something, of achieving something is why they st- why they stay. And yeah. in that sense, it's cultic, which is like, you know, yeah. they talk about this as like changing the world. Like that's the whole uh, yeah. message of it. And so even after she disappears, like people are still um, investing in this and like, the, the reporters go to Sofia, Bulgaria and and visit the OneCoin office and there are like still people working in the OneCoin office after she disappears. Um, <laughs> they're, they're like, for free, mind you. Okay, like, haven't had a paycheck deposit since I started. <laughs> yeah, everybody's getting paid in OneCoin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they're like oh, at, at some point um at least in the uk uh the uk's financial conduct authority like basically censures them and it says like but, but doesn't like outlaw them but but has like a, they have to put a big disclaimer on their website that's like 
we you shouldn't invest in this basically yeah yeah, yeah. like you know if you're a fan of just you know putting in your debit card information and sending money off to somewhere and getting emails in return, then yes, by all means, invest in us. But you know, <laughs> if you're looking for a return on your investment, we're technically not an investment. Yeah, that's if you want if you want a return on your investment, look look elsewhere. That's not what we yeah. specialize in. <laughs> if you want a return on your investment, gay guy says what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> um like, yeah, so the fact that this was all, like, very decentralized made it really hard for them to prosecute um, or, like, even really investigate. Um, after Sophia disappears, her brother takes over, um, and, and they just kind of go along as business as usual, even while they're getting censured by this group in the UK. Um, yeah. They... Uh, like the fact that it's like a global thing also makes it really difficult to prosecute. Um, they're like city of London police were investigating them for like two years. Uh, but the, the comp they say the companies and individuals behind OneCoin are based outside UK jurisdiction. Uh, we've been able to identify UK based assets who could be used to compensate UK investors. So it's like these people are headquartered all over the place. All of their yeah, yeah. shell companies and everything are all over the place. Like they're not, uk citizens like there's really not a lot uh they can do yeah hey look if any of you guys know these people or where they are that would help <laughs> <Can you tell laughs> <us that? Yeah. laughs> uh so like they're eventually charges are brought i believe in new york um against dr ruja but again like just against dr ruja who like who knows if she was the even the main person she was charged with fraud um, yeah, and it, it, her 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 shell game three card Monty of uh you know <laughs> of, of LLCs. It's like you can charge her, but are you are you really charging the entity that's doing the scamming? You know. Yeah, I mean, how are you even gonna like stop this or whatever? Um, she does. Her brother does plead guilty to fraud, so they do at least get the brother. Um, yeah. He uh, pleads guilty to fraud and money laundering, um, but this is like two years after she disappears. So things are like moving along and they are still scamming people to a full two years after she disappears. Um, Jesus, and this yeah. is again, like in the billions of dollars and yeah. no one knows where this money is. Like it's gone. I wonder if there's like a QAnon like segment or like a QAnon analog, like within the Bitcoin thing. Who's just like, Yo, I heard she's using quantum computing to send messages back from the future where, by the way, everyone spends one coin. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it does seem like there would be some crossover because I feel like those people are into uh, cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what if they catch her and it turns out she's just three bitcoins in a trench coat? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like, that's kind of where it ends. Like, she's still on the run. The podcast kind of insinuates that she maybe had some kind of plastic surgery or like I had heard I had heard about altered that. her appearance yeah. in some way I like probably I guess if she's because like she's probably still out there I mean it doesn't seem like there's any foul play or anything she's um, put on a hat <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah it's sort of hard like this this one ends kind of unsatisfactorily but it's such a crazy story that yeah, I, I, I remember, like, when I was hearing about it, I was, like, I was thinking, like, A, like, I, obviously, I think it's a through-and-through scam, just in the sense of, like, oh, we're going to fraudulently offer something, people are going to give us our money for it. 
but I always wonder if that was like just like a side effect of what they were trying to do. Like, what if it was like you know, like like it feels like this could be an effective tool for money laundering. Yeah. As that, well, you know, like like money laundering on like a like a national like we make as much as Exxon oil, but we're selling dope or, or whatever. Right? It be, yeah. Know? No, that's a good. That's a very good theory of like if you if you take the theory that um, they wanted to take people's money and wanted to run a Ponzi scheme, but were not prepared to run a Ponzi scheme that was so successful, and initially yeah. were just kind of doing it to launder money. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah, and they were like, oh, you know, like I bet you we can get. You know, we have shadow investors putting in, you know, like the uh, large amounts of money that we're actually pulling from the drug industry or the drug or, or whatever, you know, thing they're doing. And they're like, and then, you know, whatever our fee is on laundering the money will offset that by swindling people into investing into the stupid thing we made up. And then it just <laughs> and, and then it just caught, you know. Yeah, it's it's very possible. Um I mean, I, I think her brother, who ended up being charged, I, I believe he took a plea. So I don't know if he ever had to, like, disclose anything. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, I, I, there are definitely, like, other people who are involved in this. Like, there were a lot of people working for this company, allegedly. And, and yeah, we just, we just don't know. So yeah. maybe one day we'll have some kind of... Uh, clarity on this but yeah. given that it's about something so confusing i probably will never have clarity on it but. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see an article that's like oh finally we have clarity on the one coin thing and you open it up and you're just like are you sure about that because i'm still confused <laughs> well um, i mean this uh i learned what a blockchain was so that is yeah. really my main victory today yeah uh if if you if you had a, if you had a money, a launder money how would you do it <laughs> hmm. Um, I think I'm, it depends how much money I think like my first thought was, would be to run like a little like paleta cart, like a little, that's exactly, I I, I was about to say eliminate stand, but go ahead. Yeah. Just like I, you're popsicle man. Like, yeah, I would, I would, but I feel like you couldn't have like a lot of money laundered through that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that or or like a Mr. Softy type situation. Yep. I think that would probably be be the thing cuz you need something what that you it's a lot of cash. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really like if you think about it, cryptocurrency is in some ways like it's a it's easy to launder money, but I'm talking about like a legit cryptocurrency not one coin. Like yeah, in yeah. some ways it's good because you can't really figure out the originating source of any of yeah. the money, but in the other way it's bad because it's the opposite of like liquid. Like all it is yeah. is on paper. So it's like yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. as good as cash. Cash is oh. still the best. As somebody who's been without cash and had a Venmo chock full of money and had my fucking phone die and I couldn't use my Apple Pay, like that's yeah, it's or, or, uh, yeah, it, like things like that when you get caught without out there without like you know liquid capital. Yep. Um, I know a person um, who. Are you sure you want to tell this story? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know of a person. You it, know, it, it, this isn't me. I heard a story of somebody and uh, um, who was had, a, had, a, had an amount of money that they needed to make look okay, and they started rapping to put on rap shows so people would pay to come see their rap shows using the money from the thing, and that was a lot of money, and then it caught and they went on tour. <laughs> so, <okay. laughs> 
That yeah. rules. That's an <laughs> extremely good rap origin story. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm not going to say who it is. I do know that the person talks openly about it on their Twitter. So <laughs> Google Google those words, and uh, I, I, you get the PZ guarantee that guy is not lying. That rules. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, yeah, this is, like, this is a hard one because, like, to decide whether it's worth it or not because yeah. – on the one hand, like, absconds with literal capital B billions of dollars that is in untouchable uh, secret accounts. Like, yeah. pretty good. But on the other hand, yeah, Bulgarian and, and, uh, mob after you, not very yeah, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. and, like, the Bulgarian mob just sounds like, I feel like, again, I'm, I'm rewatching The Wire, so, like, I'm scoping everything like that. that. It feels like the Greeks, you know? Like the Greeks yeah. down in the docks, where they're just like these imports and exports, cra- baby. Yeah, man, that, that's like, like I'm, I'm watching where you know uh, where Nikki Nikki Sabaka, <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, Nikki Sabaka turns informant, and he's so inconsequential to them they don't care. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, he just leaves the hotel room the next day and goes to work, and like it leaves, just walks away from the witness protection program thinking he's gonna get capped, and just gets there and like I was like, oh. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah, it's like these shadowy, like we're like you know you you think that you know that, like they're one, they're just one facet, and you find out like oh no, it's it's actually like they're they're global. You know, I, I feel like that's who would have to be behind somebody big enough to make the scam pull off. And so I like even if you're on good terms with them, you'd start to be nervous as shit. You know, like how long is this going to last? How long till I'm yeah. not, or how long till I, you know, uh, until I'm, I'm late one day with the money or I say the wrong thing, you know? Yeah. So I would say not worth it. Also, I remember the podcast, um, the party that the reporters went to, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that weird, a, gross party. Yeah. That, I, that doesn't seem worth it at all. So yeah, it was like really <laughs> weird and sad. They went to this, like, one coin through like this weird private like beauty pageant and it was like this very bizarre like it was clearly like a front for something yeah but they like couldn't figure out what it was a front for and it like <laughs> the whole thing is so depressing like yeah just everything ta- about they- it is like weird sad bulgarian mob shit <laughs> yeah they, they, they talked to the uh the, the the winner or the miss usa contestant or the miss britain contestant one of the two and she was just like, yeah, that was that, that was not a beauty pageant. I was there, and there was women in gowns, but that was <laughs> she's like that was not a beauty pageant. <laughs> yeah, totally. She was just like, yeah, that everything about that was weird. Like they paid yeah, me, yeah. but the yeah, and like I, I also like the prizes were um, offered in one coin. So the pageant prizes were like X amount of money in one coin, or and then there'd be some alternative. And the alternatives were like twenty thousand dollars in plastic surgery, and it's just like yeah. These oh yeah, so that's gross. <laughs> like, everything about them yeah. is gross. Yeah, you want to give you Bitcoin, or you want my cousin <laughs> Nico give you cut, cut, make you pretty. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no good. Um, they stage like yeah, all these fake events to seem like a more legitimate company. It's very, it's it is like a really interesting intersection of like multi level marketing bullshit. And like weird front company bullshit. Yeah, it's it's very. Yeah, the, the podcast is interesting. If you found this interesting, you will find that podcast interesting. It's just a little long and, and a little unfocused, but yeah, yeah, man, uh, wild stuff. Yeah, is the host uh, like Icelandic or something? I don't know. Or I Norwegian. Don't I don't think so. I, I, I yeah, I don't know if he's British. I remember he was like. I feel like there was somebody Icelandic on that thing. Anyways, this is weird, but there's like two examples: male 
Nordic podcast hosts always sound like they're in pain to me. I don't know. It's a weird thing. I, the accent you know, sounds like they're trying to like hold it together. They're trying to like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like they like they like they stub their toe on the way to the booth, and he's just like you trying know, like, not to show emotion. When I was yeah, when I was searching the crypto queen, and you're just like you are about to scream. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, definitely not worth it. I wouldn't say do it, um, guys. Well, that's that's what's up. Thank you very much for sharing that with us, Kath. Hey, I uh, Pat, no problem. Yeah, girl. Uh, damn, well, yo, y'all, thank you for tuning in. Uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter at LCS Podcast. Uh, we also do have a Patreon, and that is patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal. That is and, correct. All right. I, it's, 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 been, it's only been about 14 months. So it's gonna, I still haven't got it yet. But. I, I think it is, you have now gotten it right enough times in a row that I no longer have to confirm it. So congrats. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. But I am still nervous that I'm getting it wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because like we have like the we have a, a, an email that never gets used and we have like the, the Twitter handle and like the you, you just it's so many LCs and S's running around. But guys, yeah, if you like um, you know, what you heard today and you, you listen to our, our stuff and you're like, hey man, I'm all out of my two episodes this month, because there's gonna be two this month. Uh yeah, we have a Patreon where you can subscribe. Uh, and get two free episodes a month, so please check us out on that. Um, like I said, we're on Twitter at LCS Podcast. Uh, I'm on Twitter at PZTX. That's P E E Z Y T X. Cat, uh, you got anything for us? Um, I have another podcast called What a Time to Be Alive. It comes out every Monday. Uh, it's a countdown of the top five things each week that make you say the thing. That's the title of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash whatatimepod. We release a bonus episode on there every week as well. Um, I don't obviously have any shows or anything because we have to stay inside, but I'm Kath Barbadoro <laughs> on all social media, and hopefully one day I will uh, do live stand-up comedy again. I think that's it. Oh, man. I, uh, yeah, yeah, one of these days. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, yo, thanks for tuning in. Uh, yeah, yo, check us out on all the stuff. Please rate, like, share, listen, subscribe, tell your friends, shout it from the top of your lungs on your roof. Uh, and guys, just uh, be safe out there, be smart, and uh, remember, don't get caught. Don't get caught. See you next time. Bye.